This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Boy, 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 am I disgusted. I'm not a Dallas Stars fan. Anthony will tell you we were both on the bandwagon outside of Edmonton thinking this team would go to the Stanley Cup. But you'd have to sit there really, honestly, long and hard and think of a more disgraceful performance by the players, by the fans, than what you saw in Game 3 in Dallas last night. An unbelievably poor effort. And I don't want to take anything away from Vegas. Vegas deserves to be up three games to none. They deserve to go to the Stanley Cup Final for the second time in the six years of the franchise's history. But you know what? I'm shocked by what I saw last night. Shocked. Slack-jawed, flabbergasted, whatever you want to throw out there. But let's start with the fans, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm hesitant to group everybody together because it's a few yahoos, although there were more than just a few yahoos last night. And I understand your team put up a disappointing effort, and they deserve to be booed, and they deserve to be ridiculed and ripped in the papers and in sports talk shows around Big D. But to be throwing objects on the ice and acting like that on national television is an absolute disgrace to the point that the Dallas Stars about an hour ago had to issue a statement that they sent out on Twitter from President and CEO Brad Alberts on behalf of the Dallas Stars organization. I would like to apologize to the Vegas Golden Knights and the National Hockey League for the actions of a few of our spectators at last night's game. Their actions were unacceptable and put the safety of the players and fans at risk. We take pride in providing the best experience for everyone who enters our arena. The actions of these individuals certainly do not reflect our great city, organization, and loyal fan base. I would add one caveat to that apology. I would Great job apologizing to the Golden Knights, to the National Hockey League, and to the spectators at the game that weren't acting like yahoos. I think there should be an extension of an apology just to the general fans of hockey because it makes the Dallas Stars look bad, it makes the NHL look bad, and it makes the fans of hockey look bad. That game is on national television, on ESPN, and you know how it is for us hockey fans always having to defend this sport. For a myriad of reasons, both um, acceptable and unacceptable, the way we have to go to great lengths, and I don't want to have to go out there and defend behavior like that. Now, does it happen in all sports? Of course it does. But, boy, to see that kind of behavior, just it really sickened me. It disgusted me. Just because you buy a ticket does not give you the right to act that way. Just because you're frustrated and aggravated and disappointed in your team does not give you the right to act that way. Disgraceful, embarrassing, and I'm glad the Dallas Stars issued an apology. But I would extend that apology to all hockey fans that had to sit there and witness that. Makes us all look bad. Makes us all look like a bunch of yahoos. Because, unfortunately, there is... No nuance to the conversation anymore. So what becomes a few stupid idiots becomes all. Nobody's going to take the time to say there were a few yahoos probably intoxicated throwing their alcoholic beverages and their popcorn and their cups and whatever else they had on hand onto the ice. Yeah, it was just a few people. 
out of an 18,000-seat arena, whatever they hold there at American Airlines Arena, it probably was only a couple of hundred yahoos. But you know what? Nobody takes the time and the nuance to say that. It then becomes all Dallas Stars fans, and then it becomes all hockey fans. And, and let, let's put it in perspective, hockey fans. You say, well, wait a minute. No, they don't. What, how do you feel about hockey, the hooliganism in, in soccer, right? Do you take the time to say it's only a few yahoos, or do you actually judge the entire fan base out in Europe based on a few yahoos that act the way that they act? No, that's not the way it works in life. The few bring down the many. It shouldn't be that way, but that's the way that it is. So I would like the Dallas Stars to extend an apology to all of us that had to witness that. Now on to the ice. The only thing that even competed with how disgraceful the fans performed was the way the Dallas Stars performed. You go back to game two, you could make a really solid case the Stars were the better team against Vegas. They sat on the lead, gave up the late goal, lost in overtime. But there was no reason to believe they were out of this series. They had won all regular season games against them, all three, won them all in regulation. They were going home where they've been a good team this year. There was no reason to believe. We said it when I we talked to EJ on Monday. I gave Dallas the better chance to climb out of the hole because they were going home and they were playing well. And I thought if, they, if it was a fight, you'd say that the, it was even, even though Vegas was up two games to none based on how Dallas played. And both games went to overtime. Both games, the teams were very competitive, and I thought Dallas was up and down the better team. Probably was the much better team for 50 minutes. They let their guard down late, gave up the game-tying goal, and anything can happen in overtime. But then you go out there with a chance. And they were like a minus, what were they, Anthony? Like a minus 140 or something. They were the clear favorites going into the game. They were home. So there was no reason to panic. There was no reason to feel like you were completely out of the series. And then you give up an early goal, which is killer. Absolute killer. You're down one nothing in the blink of an eye. Marsha Show scores a minute and 11 seconds in. Another bad goal by Ottinger. We'll get to him in a second. And then Ben, he's your captain. He's your leader. I mean, how do you take that penalty? It's just stupid. It really is stupid. Now, what Domi did was also stupid, and I'm not going to defend him for what he did to Haig, but you know what? That comes out of frustration. You're down 4 nothing. It's late in the second period. You know the game is over. You know the series is over, and you lose your cool. I don't condone it, but I can come from a place of I guess I can see it. But it, it's a minute and a half into the game. You're already down one nothing, and then you take that stupid penalty. It's a five-minute major. Now he's gone, and now you give up another goal. You're down 2 nothing, and now you're dead. Barbashev scores after the missed opportunity shorthanded. It's 2 nothing. Good night. Especially when you consider the fact that, what was it, two minutes later? Wasn't even two minutes later. Carrier scores, and now your lights are out. Gave up. I mean, you know, we, we talk about the Boston Celtics, how they gave up in Game 3. I mean, teams sometimes, you know, just lose it. They don't have it that night, and it's easy to say you gave up. The Dallas Stars gave up last night. The way that you play, you, when your captain commits a penalty like that, a five-minute major, and he's going to get suspended and should. So now you're not going to probably have him tomorrow. He's got a hearing today. I don't know how you don't suspend him. I don't think anything will happen to Domi, but that, you know, that was stupid too. 
I, I just don't, I've never, I, I honestly, I'm just trying to think in my heart. I'm sure there's others, ex- other examples, and this is a social media platform, at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. I'm sure you can go to the reservoir of your favorite team. I cannot think off the top of my head, and I racked my brain last night. Anthony probably racked his brain. If he's got any suggestions, I'm open to it, of a team that was in at that important of a game that big of a game home game three down two games to none your season on the line and put up that kind of effort a busher minor league slap shot effort in the biggest game of the year with a bunch of guys on that team that are veterans guys that played for the stanley cup final just a couple of years ago guys that have played in big games that are great players I, I can't think for the life of me, Anthony, a team that, that, that played that deplorably in that big of a spot. Unbelievable. If I'm a Dallas Stars fan, I'm pulling my hair out, and a few decided to pull out whatever was in their pockets or in their hands or in their purse or in their bag and throw it on the ice. And they're done. Don't even Don't even bother. Don't even bother. Well, wait, Don, they got a home game. They can win. It's happened four times in NHL. Stop it. Stop it. They don't deserve it. And Ben's not going to play, most likely. And Ottinger, oh, my God. Oh, my God, did he play awful. What, three goals on five shots? That game was 4 nothing. And what did Vegas have, like 14 shots on goal? I, I can't, especially with the Bobrovsky's playing, that we actually had a conversation earlier on game misconduct that the best goaltender in the playoffs was Ottinger. Awful, awful performance by him. And, and you know what? And Pete DeBoer's a hell of a coach. You can't tell me he's not a great coach. He went to the Stanley Cup final with New Jersey, went to the Stanley Cup final with Vegas. I mean, uh, uh, not Vegas. Um, he's went to the Stanley Cup final a, a bunch of times and he's, and he's done a great job everywhere that he's been. You punch up his resume. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. I just can't believe something like that happened on his watch. Unbelievable that he would have that happen on his watch. He's a hell of a coach, but my God, my God, man, where do you? I mean, I don't know. I don't know where where to stop destroying this team. And I, and listen, I'm not even a fan. Yeah, went to went to the Stanley Cup final with New Jersey. Went to the Stanley Cup final with the Sharks, and was trying to take a third. T- and he's gonna trying to take a third team to the Stanley Cup final in Vegas. Didn't work out, and now he's in Dallas. I mean, how how, how does that? I I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm really shocked. Shocked by the goaltending. Shocked by the lack of offense. And I know Hints is banged up. And I, I they, they tried. They put um, Yoki Haru in, hoping that maybe he blocked some shots. God. Very disappointed, as you can tell. So now that's 3-0. Carolina's on their deathbed. They're down 3-0. I don't know what to expect from them tonight. Kachuk is on his way to winning a Conn Smythe, and the only person that might take that away from him will be Bobrovsky. Carolina's just got to generate something. I get that they can shut it down, but 
you know, where where was that offensive spunk? I mean, boy, you look at, you know, it, it, when you think of how things don't age well based on how you lost to, uh, who you lost to and how they play the next round. Like, if you're the Rangers, you're kicking yourself going, I can't believe we couldn't score against the Devils the way Carolina scored against New Jersey. Like, how do we not do that? We're a better offensive team than Carolina. How were they able to crack the code and when we couldn't? And then if you're New Jersey, you say to yourself, my God, how, how, how do we not shut this team down? Florida was able to do it. But Bobrovsky has been the big equalizer there. He really has. And he deserves a lot of credit for what he's been able to accomplish so far in these playoffs. And somebody on Twitter asked me, and I want to give them the shout-out here. I just want to be able to find it because I got a lot of tweets today. A lot of people wanted to react to what happened. But just asking, is Bobrovsky a Hall of Famer? They must not have hashtagged it Don LaGreca because I'm not finding it. But somebody, is Bobrovsky a Hall of Famer? Well, 360 career wins. He's going to get over 400 wins, probably 450 when it's all said or done. He's got two Vesna trophies. He might have a Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get a lot of consideration for being a Hall of Famer, for sure. What a great equalizer he has been. So let's hear from you. i got some time here at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. David said, at this point, the Rangers should play it safe and hire uh, Peter Laviolette before getting sucked out, stuck out in the cold, need a proven coach for this win-now team, willing to part with Laffey to keep Vlad. <sighs> Laviolette, to me, seems like the safest bet. Knows the area, coached the Islanders. He's had He hasn't had a great amount of success in Nashville and Washington, although they were perennial playoff teams. I thought he got a raw deal in Washington, considering the injuries that they had. He's a disciplinarian, but he's also had immediate success winning a cup in Carolina, going to a Stanley Cup final in Philadelphia, getting the Islanders to the playoffs three straight years when nobody was doing that back in the day. I would have no problem with Peter Laviolette. So it looks like there's a chance that Bobrovsky, that um, Babcock can go to Columbus. Although, did you see the tweet from Larry Brooks yesterday? that Sergei Fedorov is getting consideration in Columbus, did play there. That would be interesting, and that would kind of kind of stir things up for what was a really tough season for the Columbus Blue Jackets last year, so something to consider. But if I had to bet, I would think Peter Laviolette will probably be the guy. Chris says, who do you believe will be the Rangers coach next season? Do you have a top three choices? Again, everything being equal, right? Listen, Joel Quinville would be my guy if there wasn't the specter of what happened in Chicago, right? Because, but if you just looked at the X's and O's, he's a phenomenal coach. Won three Stanley Cups, had success in Denver with the Colorado Avalanche, had limited success in St. Louis. I mean, the guy's a winner, but obviously you've got everything that happened with Chicago and Beach, and and, and that'd be a tough sell. Babcock, same thing. Um, Babcock got a reputation of really being hard on the players. Maybe that's what the Rangers need. And and listen, he had success in Anaheim going to a Stanley Cup final. Had success in Detroit winning cups. And then clearly um, didn't get the job done in Toronto. But who really has in recent vintage outside of Pat Burns? And even he only got to a conference final with them. Um, And then I would think that Laviolette would be the guy there. Uh, Dan says, don't forget to acknowledge today's 43rd anniversary of the Islanders' first cup. Well, okay, we need to acknowledge that. 43 years ago, they won their first cup on the Bobby Nystrom overtime goal against the Philadelphia Flyers in Game 6 at the Nassau Coliseum to win the first of four straight Stanley Cups 
And at the end, 19 consecutive playoff series. And I talked about it with EJ on Monday. I read uh, Brian Trottier's book, and, and he real it's really a good book. It really is a lot of fun. Even if you're not an Islander fan, he kind of gets into um, his time in Pittsburgh where he played and won a couple of Stanley Cups, his times uh, as an assistant uh, in the NHL with Pittsburgh, with Colorado, and, of course, his 54-game stint as head coach of the New York Rangers. There's a lot that goes in there. His family growing up in Saskatchewan, but also spent some time in Colorado as well growing up, Montana. So he's got American roots as well. They're getting to play internationally, so there's a lot to get into. It's a really, really good book. Uh, Joseph G. says, do the Stars have a chance? Otter looks lost in the net last night. On the other side, are the Panthers your favorite if they make the cup? Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, where Dallas is, and again, no no offense to Vegas, I, I, I would feel like the odds are that Florida is going to take this home. It does have that Los Angeles Kings vibe from 2012. They just look like a machine right now. And if you strip everything away of what you knew about this team during the course of the regular season when they barely made the playoffs, and you look at that roster, and you look at that goaltender, and you look at that coach, and you is it that crazy to think they can win a cup? I think you know. I didn't. I didn't press EJ on this on Monday because he he said he didn't think that um, Paul Maurice was overrated uh, or underrated. I, I think he is underrated because I don't know if he gets appreciated the way that he should. Even though he hasn't won a cup, I mean the teams are always very competitive. He's been in the league a long time. I think he has added a tremendous amount of value to this team. Barkoff is a star. Kachuk is a star. Uh, Montour is turning into be a star. I mean, that's what you need if you're making a playoff run and have players that surprise you but then become great players. And and the Stahl brothers add a ton of experience. You think about all those, you know, Stahl, Eric winning a championship in 06 with with Carolina, um, Mark being involved in that conference finals in 2012, Stanley Cup final in 2014, winning the President's Trophy conference final in 2015. Uh, Mark is, has a ton of experience. They've done a great job. Uh, Isaiah asks, thoughts on letting Jim Ramsey go? Uh, I wish I had more information for you. Uh, It's been a week now. There has been not a whisper on why. I mean, everybody's got their conspiracy theories. I'm not going to even lend credence to them because I don't know um, why it would happen. Was it mutual? Is it have anything to do with who the next coach is going to? I really don't know. I'll try to find out. But it just seems odd to me. There is no way that you can convince me that it's performance-based. Um, but there's always a story to tell, and I do not have that information. Uh, Donnell says, Don, in both conference finals, Panthers and Golden Knights have the Hurricanes and Stars down 3-0. Which team do you see have the chance to come back in the series? Well, after I just pronounced the Stars dead, Carolina's got the best chance, although I wouldn't hold my breath on either of those things happening. Uh, let's see. Hey, Don, this is from Mr. Mike. If you had to trade any of the kids on the Rangers, who would it be? Uh, you don't like to trade anybody, but I, I guess Laffy would be the guy. I, I, I don't see the potential that other people see. Uh, forget about the fact that he was the first overall pick. I mean, I look at Kako. I look at Lafreniere. I've seen spurts from both. I've seen a little bit more consistency out of Kako. Um, maybe somebody can tap into Lafreniere. The whole, the whole conversation that I had going back to when the season ended for the Rangers, is that you can't get caught up in where these guys were drafted. you got to look at what they are right now. And if you're going to be paying these guys who are restricted free agents, you're, you're going to pay them for what you believe 
they could be. So the question is, can you see Kako playing top six forward minutes? And the answer is yes. I, at least I see that. Can you say the same for Lafreniere? I'm not sure. Can he? Uh, he has he? Sure. But on a consistent basis, do you see it? Now, you look at that goal against, what was it, Detroit, Anthony, where he just he went, went through like a million people scored. It was like a gorgeous sports center highlight goal. But um, I don't think he's produced the points. I don't think he has shown the consistency where I feel like I'm going to pay him top six money. And I got a cap problem, and I need to add to my team. So of the kids, I'm not letting Keandre Miller go. I think he's special. You know, Philip Heedle's already got a contract. Um, I don't think Kako should go anywhere. So what does that leave when you're talking about the quote-unquote kids? You know, yeah, I guess Lafreniere would have to be the guy. Daniel says, why isn't Joe Micheletti doing national game analysis for either network? He's the best in the business, and every year he's bypassed. Well, he does He does, he does radio. Uh, I don't know if he's doing anything for, for Sports USA this year. I haven't heard him. Um, but I know he has gotten extensive work on the radio side. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what uh, what what the what the deal is there. I I agree with you. I think he's outstanding. He's got a ton of connections. I think he adds tremendous value to any broadcast he's a part of. Uh, don't know. Uh, Suffering Jim says, "Do you find it weird that Lou and Lane haven't spoken yet? It's been almost a month since the season ended. I, I am shocked as well." Um, obviously, they're not going anywhere, so that ends that speculation. Uh, Lou kind of he marches to the beat of his own drummer, uh, so he doesn't feel like he has to answer to anybody. But I do think there is a, a certain obligation you have to your fans to issue some sort of a statement or have a Q&A or a sit-down, especially after what turned out to be you know, a disappointing exit. They made the playoffs, yes. Uh, but they got bounced in the first round after missing the playoffs the year before. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised. That lended, unfortunately, to a lot of conversation about the possibility that changes were coming. And that's why they didn't want to talk, because why would you talk and then end up firing somebody right after they spoke? If you want to end that speculation, then you speak. So I don't know. I don't know uh, if there's a, a, any conversation about a change in coach. Uh, maybe they're kind of laying in the weeds, seeing where everything kind of goes. Again, Lou, Lou's different. I'll, I'll give you an example of how different Lou is. And this was a different time. I'm not sure this would happen today. But if you go back to 1993, this is the first time I've ever seen this, and Anthony can correct me or anybody else on, on Twitter can, can give me another example. I can't think of one. So it's 1993. I'm working for Sports Phone at the time. The Devils announced that they've got a new coach. They had let Herb Brooks go when the Devils lost in five games to Pittsburgh in the 93 playoffs, and they were making a change, and they were going to hire a head coach. And this is obviously before Anthony's time. So I go over to the Winners Club at the Meadowlands for the press conference. It is the only time that I've ever been a part or that I could ever think of even as a fan where I attended a press conference to announce the hiring of someone and no one knew who they were hiring. Think about that. At the press conference, they were literally introducing Jacques Lemaire. Like no one knew in the room who they were going to introduce. Only Lou. Can you imagine any your favorite hockey team or any other sport at having a press conference announcing a coach 
and no one in the room knows who they're in. It's it's incredible. Only Lou can keep the secret, and then they hired Jacques Lemaire. So Lou goes about things a little bit differently than everybody else, and I guess we have to to live with that. So we still have hockey tonight. TNT Hurricanes Panthers. Do the Hurricanes have a pulse? Can they give us a game five? We'll find out. And then on Thursday, we'll see what happens with the Dallas Stars against the Vegas Golden Knights. And sometime today, we'll hear if if Ben's going to be suspended. I'm assuming he will be. And can the Dallas Stars force anything? Otherwise, we're going to be looking at, you know, they they are, I guess they originally announced the possibility of uh, June 3rd being the start of the Stanley Cup final. But I would think that if our last game is Thursday, they're not going to sit like the NBA and just hold true to that date. I think that they will probably get off of that because you're talking May 25th. They're not going to wait till the 3rd and wait over a week. So, and I don't think they would start as early as, so maybe, maybe a Sunday start. TNT has it, so I don't think they would have it after. If it was was ABC, I'd say maybe they would, you know, give it like a game one Sunday at three, something like that. I think they'll go a little bit earlier. Maybe they'll wait till Monday. Maybe they won't want to do it on Monday because of the fact that it's Memorial Day. Wait till Tuesday. At least that's the 30th. I I think you'll get an earlier start uh, if indeed we do see... Um, both of these teams bow out in hockey. Is conference finals are over on Thursday, um, and if not, you know we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But they did tentatively say game one would be on June third. I think again that would change with an earlier um, exit. All right, so that's where we stand on a Wednesday. Um, hopefully, we'll have um, some more competitiveness and some more hockey to talk about coming up on Friday. But I have a sneaking suspicion when we get to Friday our Stanley Cup final may be set. And if that's the case, then we'll give you an in-depth preview on that. Uh, And then we'll give you the lay of the land because we're not going to have a podcast on Monday because it's Memorial Day. So we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. Friday, I'll have a little bit more information on what we're going to do next week. So thanks to Anthony Pusick. You want to get in touch with me at Don LaGreca. Hashtag Game Misconduct is always the way to do that. We'll talk to you again on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.